Hello wonderful Third Culture Kids. Um, I'm so glad to be here with you again today Um, and I want to bring to you a question that I hear a lot when I'm working with Third Culture Kids who are processing relationships. Um, As a lot of you will know if you've um, had a little look around my website, um, one of the primary services I offer at Life Story Therapies is Life Story Work. Um, It's an alternative um, to traditional talking therapies where we begin with your life story. We we note the challenges, we note the difficulties, but we start with the context very deliberately of your whole story and relationships, romantic relationships particularly, are a huge component threading through our stories and they are often part of the reason if not the whole reason that um, we come to do this kind of intentional therapeutic work because they matter and they have such an impact on how we see ourselves, how we interact with the world, our experiences of life Um, and One of the questions that I hear a lot is around how do I know that I'm supposed to be with them? How do I know they're the one for me? And what I've noticed is the degree of preoccupation we, and I'm going to say we because I'm a third culture kid too, I'm here with you, Um, the degree of preoccupation that we carry about correctly discerning, assessing, understanding whether or not they're right for us, whether or not this is the relationship we need to commit to. Um, And on the face of it, normal, right? Except I see this preoccupation with getting it right throughout the rest of our story often as well. Making the right decision can carry this huge weight with it and and these are my ponderings as I sit and chat with you but very often, not exclusively, but very often third culture kids are born to parents who may more than perhaps the rest of the population have a sense of calling of some kind, whether that's secular in terms of service to country or um, a particular um, organisational set of values, or it might be a religious calling. But there can be this real sense of direction, right, that we absorb and observe around us growing up. And that can make decision-making seem quite straightforward. Um, And then we become adults and we are faced with our own decision-making. And how do we know we're making the right one? 
again, because of our multiple, shall we say, plot twists throughout our lives, all of those movement points, all of those sliding door movements, um, or depending on your media of choice, multiverse options opening up in front of us, we often see all of the different parallel universe possibilities around lives we could have led, relationships we could have had. Um, And trying to discern what the right decision is becomes a very real and daily preoccupation for a lot of us, rendering a lot of us quite paralysed, frankly, um, in the face of the weight of that decision. So I wanted to address this with you because it's so understandable and you are so not alone. Excuse me if you can hear um, an alarm going off in the background. Um, So how do I know if they are the one? I want to just pause us if we are in that place of asking this question a moment and redirect the focus for a minute. And I want to do this because a lot of us have recognised and a lot of the literature around TCKs have recognised that there can be a preoccupation with a geographical solution to a lot of our unease or or discomfort um, in our adult lives that maybe we just haven't found the right place. Well, a lot of us can do this with people too. Because, as as the saying goes, home maybe isn't a place for us, maybe it's a person. The trouble with that, and this is me saying something that's quite difficult to say because I've, I've heard this mean a lot to a lot of us, this idea of, of people being our home. The trouble I find and I observe with this narrative is the pressure it puts on choosing the right home person. And the devastation, actually, that if a relationship um, isn't working out, that we now have not only lost that relationship, we've lost our entire sense of home. It makes it very weighted, very heavy, and it makes us very vulnerable to that pressure around choice. So I want us to pivot. I want to invite a pivoting into asking ourselves what what needs we have that are going unmet in our lives where what am I wanting from this person that is going to make my life better what do I imagine them going to offer if they are the one Um, am I looking for a fix am I looking for something to click into place for me One exercise that I've mentioned before and I will continue to mention until my last breath, I think, um, is the Wheel of Life exercise. Um, And it can be used so many different ways, which is part of why I love it. But a Wheel of Life is a circle that we scribble out on a piece of paper and we divide it into typically eight sections, eight slices of pizza or cake, if you're more that way inclined. And each of these slices, we allot a portion of our life 
career, finances, health, friendship, community, perhaps adventure is something that needs to be considered for us um, in our different slices. Fun, hobbies, um, spirituality, personal growth, whatever titles make sense to you. But romance is only going to get one of those slices. Now, who we're with might massively impact our health and our hobbies and and our career and our home environment. But ultimately, we're the ones taking care of those slices. And something that I notice is that our anxieties about whether or not we're making the right choice, particularly at the beginnings of a relationship or at the the transition point where we're considering committing um, more fully to a relationship and starting to look ahead and anticipate all that that might mean. It's really important for us to look at what we are doing to lay groundwork, to lay foundations for a a life that holds, a life that we are responsible for and can take care of. Some of the questions we might ask around, how do I know if this is the right person or are they enough of this or enough of that? For one person, they might be anxious that their their partner isn't um, adventurous enough, doesn't want to travel enough, doesn't read enough new books ultimately isn't interesting enough for them, right? Well, what are we doing to keep our lives interesting, to keep ourselves stimulated? Are we content with how interesting we think we are? Or are we projecting that need to be interesting onto our partner? Are we trying to borrow from their interestingness into our, to make our own identity feel more secure? And this isn't to say we shouldn't deeply consider whether or not we're bored of the person we're with. That's valid. But it's always worth checking whether or not we're actually content with that particular aspect of life. The piece that we are responsible for in ourselves. Just at the same time as we're trying to assess that in our partner. There's always the risk of projection. And I think for TCKs, a lot of us have grown up really understanding the interconnectedness of people. And often understanding that who we are is absolutely in association with other people. But it's never time wasted to reflect on ourselves to reflect on whether or not we're taking responsibility for a particular area ourselves or if we're hoping that the person we're with are going to somehow complete that for us if we're worried about whether or not our partner is um good enough about setting boundaries between work and home where are we at with our boundaries How good are we at setting boundaries with our partner? These become really hard questions when we flip them back round. But 
one thing I do know and I'm absolutely convinced of, and that is that if I am utterly, utterly fixed on working on my own boundaries and setting them in places that make me feel safe, then the question of is this partner right for me is going to become so much clearer, so much easier than if I've just got my gaze on them. Because I'm going to notice if they are behaving in ways that complicate the boundaries I want to set. I'm going to notice if their boundaries complement the boundaries I want to set. Because I've started with me. And that's going to be the same around finances. That's going to be the same around um, attraction as well. Are we happy in our own bodies? Are we happy with our own financial behaviours? Are we happy with our own adventure instincts? Are we taking time for ourselves? Are we taking care of us? Or are we trying to assess whether or not our partner is going to be good enough at doing that for us. This is one of the fundamental principles of life story work for me, is that it brings it back to us. It centres us in our own stories, where we can be so grounded and so aware of our own needs and our own preferences and our own experiences that we don't need to worry so much about other people and their behaviours because our happiness and safety is ultimately not in the hands of others. It can be massively augmented and complicated by others but if we are totally in touch with self and confident that we can meet our own needs, our relationships become these really exciting places where we can take risks actually because we know how to keep safe, where we can risk getting it wrong and risk getting it right, where we can make decisions in a step-by-step emergent way as the data shows up, right, as we're getting to know people, we can make that next little decision and then that next one. Rather than feeling like we need to know whether or not 10 years from now we're going to feel like this was the right call. Ultimately, the more we're committed to ourselves, the safer it is to commit to others. I really hope that lands. If you're listening to this and it doesn't, (laughs) if you're listening to this and it's unhelpful, put it in a drawer and forget about it. If you're listening to this and some pieces are resonating but you're struggling to make contact with what I'm trying to communicate, it probably is me and not you. (laughs) Um, But if you want to find out more about what I'm trying to communicate, please do get in touch. You can find out my details on my website, um, explorelifestory.com, or you can email me at rachelcason at explorelifestory.com. And um, I hope you have a wonderful day, because you are a wonderful person. And a wonderful life is yours.
for the taking. Take care of you. Bye.